welcome to the show. And our today's guest is the founder of Business Enjoyment and international best-selling author, um, multi-award-winning coach. He's also an international speaker uh, and podcaster, and also the creator of Breaking Spaces, Breathe, Breathing Spaces. And we welcome Andrew Miller to to please my Mahmoud. So how are, how is it how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's early morning, so I'm still sort of uh, getting the into that sort of uh, waking up phase. But uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 coming up to Easter as well, so we're going to have a, a a break soon as well, and then be catching up with a few people. And so it's uh, uh, at the moment all good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. So uh, tell us about like how did everything got started, and how did you start your journey? Yeah, so uh, my original background when I was in my corporate days, it's probably the best place to start, uh, is, uh, well, I, I was an accountant, hooray, which is always uh, a good place to start, and um, but very specific form of accountant, and uh, I was an insolvency practitioner, uh, which um, it depends where your listeners are based and whether anybody sort of connect with the Commonwealth, um, Bangladesh, India, UK, uh, there's a specific form that this works and it's different to America. Um, but if a company gets into difficulty, financial difficulty, and goes insolvent, uh, then uh, accountants are often brought in to take over that company and run it. And that was my job, basically, to run businesses and keep them alive and hopefully sell them uh, and keep them going as a, a, a trading entity. Doesn't always work, but in general, we're quite good at uh, keeping that going. So I worked for one of the large uh, accountancy firms, KPMG. I was there about 16, 17 years. And uh, as I say, main job running businesses. And I did that in, in England, in Australia and um, in the Far East and all over the shop. So great experience in terms of uh, running businesses. And then I sort of started drifting into other things. I got more into personal development because I was obviously leading teams and having roles that where I was uh, working with people on their inner stuff. And I found that more interesting and I kind of get into that sort of space a lot more. And when I, when I decided to leave my career and move down into the sort of the coaching space, I started off with a very specific niche. And that was helping uh, business owners that were going through insolvency, going through the pain of losing their business, deal with the emotional stress that that creates. Because whilst there are some people who, who, are, who are crooks or incompetents or whatever it might be, the majority of business owners are, are, are good and well-intended people, good-hearted people doing their best, and then circumstances happen that put them in, in difficulty. They normally put themselves last and try and help everybody else, but then they get the blame, then they feel bad about themselves, and they lose confidence and all these sort of things. And it's like losing a child when you're when you see the emotional connection there is between somebody and their business and what happens when they lose it, it really brings it out. And so there wasn't really any support for people for the grieving process of losing a business. And that's what I tried to do. Uh, so as well as the business side of thing, it was also getting very deep into the emotional psychological stuff that I was getting involved with as well. And then as things developed and I wrote books in that area and I'd speak to government to try and set up schemes in that area and that kind of thing. But, as I was meeting other business owners and working with other business owners in, in different spaces, in healthier spaces when they were doing well, um, interesting patterns I was noticing. So somebody who's just lost their business, 
they're not in a great place. They're really not enjoying life, as you can imagine. But I was meeting people who were doing quite well, really well, and they weren't enjoying their business either. I mean, they would love the thing that they do, but all the stuff around it was causing them stress and anxiety, including people who were millionaires getting treated for depression because sales were down this month, you know. And it just made me think, hang on a sec, this doesn't make sense. Why are you in business? Because if you just want to earn money, there's lots of ways you can do that. <laughs> it's your business. You create what you want to create. And if you're, and, and it's normally built around something we love, as I say. Um, but what we tend to do is we bring in um, patterns from the past. We, we, we get caught up in our own fears and all the rest of it. We, we, we mirror things that we've seen in places we've worked before. And we end up building prisons for ourselves and traps for ourselves. And we end up not enjoying the thing that we do. And I think if you're going to run your own business and you're designing and creating your own business and doing what you want to do, then at the absolute minimum, you should enjoy it. Um, and for me, that was the, that was, that's where the concept of business enjoyment came from. Yeah, really interesting. So the first thing that I heard was like, uh, you said like, being an accounting is a good place to start, but why? Slight, slight sarcasm there, and it might be a cultural thing. In, 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 in uh, this country, accountants are the uh, uh, one of those industries where, let's just say, if you meet, meet an accountant at a party, you tend to sort of like step away slowly. <laughs> And go and find somebody more interesting instead. And um, and those that did hang around, I certainly scared off us when I mentioned I was an insolvency practitioner. They just imagine I've got a, like a, a cowl on and carrying a scythe going, hello, <laughs> step into my parlour. So yeah, bit of sarcasm. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I'm really but, but it, it seriously is a good ground. I mean, I'm a, I'm a mathematician by background. I'm, I'm numerate and, and that kind of thing. And you, you, it, it is good training. It's good discipline. You do get a good understanding of broad business concepts. Uh, but I never considered that what I did to be an account accountancy is useful to have that background to understand the numbers and how they work. But my I say my job was running businesses. It was commercial decisions. It was uh, firefighting most of the time. It was having to really think strategically and tactically and in the moment at the same time and dealing with whatever was in front of you at that moment and yeah quick decision making all the time yeah really really cool actually so i'm i'm very weak and like i don't know almost anything about accounting uh, but i'm learning uh, so so how does accounting connect to business so let's say uh, you said uh, your role your main role came in like as an insolvency practitioner or uh, when people were about to sell their business or are going bankrupt, listen. And that process. So you have to take care of every single thing of the business so it turns properly. So how does training or like education as an accountant helps to do manage everything on the business? For starters, it's uh, to be an insolvency practitioner, I think. It's a, I'm just trying to think of my own head now, but essentially it was either a legal requirement that you're an accountant or certainly very heavily suggested. And there are, I think there are a few exceptions. Um, but the reality is, is essentially what you're doing is looking at a company uh, as an asset. And this is one thing that's actually useful when um, 
or try to understand with somebody who's losing their business, what we tend to do is we tend to uh, very much, I say, mostly connect with our, with our business and see that I find it hard to differentiate between the two. We are, are our business type thing. But as an accountant and understanding what a business is, we recognize that the separation between the two, that a business is just, it's a number at company's house, it's a series of assets and liabilities and and you can distinguish it as a separate thing so what happens when a company gets into difficulty you have a a bunch of assets available and our job is to convert them into money and that's either by selling the business misses in entirety um, or realizing individual assets so we need to understand what what the assets are what the liabilities are we need to deal with all the people that are owed money deal with all the money that's coming in we need to be able to uh, tell people what's happened in the past and, under, and go through try and understand wh why the company went bust in the first place where did they lose their money and what decisions do they make so it's all getting involved with the numbers uh, the i say the assets the, the the balance sheet the profit and loss where the cash has gone it's all in that accounting space but it's broader than that you have to get involved with the legal stuff you have to get involved with the hr stuff you have to get involved with the marketing you have to get involved with the processes you have to get involved at all the other bits as well but at the base it's understanding exactly what the numbers are to be able to take things forward and that's why accountancy is very heavily associated to it in our business. Okay, cool. So, uh, so if a business person want like want to get efficient on accounting side or like get the skills of an accounting, so how can he get that? So, which resources can you suggest to get those skills? Well, there's there's lots. I mean, there's a lot of people who is. It, who go into business who who are you know very entrepreneurial and know their, know their 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 trade, but and again it's it's different the world round. But it, but certainly in this country and and some other uh, countries I know that there's a there's a lot of people who are scared of numbers, don't like maths, don't they just go blind. They just I don't don't understand the numbers. And the thing is, the numbers in a business are important because they tell you information. They tell you what's working, what's not working. And whether that's your marketing and, and, you know, when you send out so many marketing messages, you get so many responses and what's what you're tracking your numbers in terms of sales to conversion to, to lead, uh, lead times and all these sort of things. Having an understanding of the metrics of your business are important to know what's working and what's not working. It's essential. And part of that is the cash and the assets and that kind of thing. So um, so a lot of people are quite scared of the numbers, but they need to be aware of them. Now, it's either something they take on themselves, and there's so much out there now in terms of software packages and uh, light level, low level of training that can give you the basic information. You don't need to be an, a wizard at it. It's just, you know, know the basics. So you can get quite a lot of free training on it, or you work with someone who is very good with numbers and make sure that they give you the key bits of information that you need to be able to run your business so that you can make decisions based on the data that's available to you. Okay. That's if it's not your strength, don't force it. <laughs> that's the key thing. You know, it's always you, you want to know enough to know what you need to know, like any project management situation. Any project manager doesn't need to know everything in detail, but they need to know enough to understand when someone's hoodwinking them or to ask the right questions or, or whatever it might be. So it's always worth knowing something about it. But you, but if you can, if it's not your bag, then get someone else to do the real detail. And you focus on the stuff you're really good at. Okay. 
So what about so I I'll give myself an example. So I want to learn. So I'm not bad, really bad at numbers. So I want to learn as like uh, uh let's say on accounting, like on various other topics as well. But let's say only on accounting. So like the thing I'm aiming to do is like I I've got a bunch of books, and then I'm I'm gonna read it, and to then understand through it. I'm that's my goal. So what would be your suggestion? Uh, who is uh, for a person who is me who is let's say good with numbers not very like not extremely good or not very bad quite good decent you can say and to go from go from knowing almost nothing in accounting to knowing having proper understanding so like not just average but a, a good understanding in accounting side for a business for running a business properly hmm question <laughs> um well first off it's worth having a software package okay an accounting software package and there are free ones out there um there's uh crunch accounting there's wave there's um billy which is a danish one which is weird uh so it's, it's but, then, but then you've got the ones that you pay for so you've got like uh, sage zero cash flow they're a bit more expensive but if you're starting out and you don't have much in the way of funds it's worth having those as a place to put put the information because they do a lot of the the detailed stuff behind the scenes um it's worth understanding what the reports that they produce are principally the the profit and loss account the balance sheet the cash flow statements uh, so you understand what they mean and what they work so that that's you can if you just google those phrases there will be stuff on the internet that will just give you some basic training um the key thing next is you want to work out what the the most important uh numbers are for you so if you're trying to you got to think how you how how the cash flows through your business and what actions you're taking that will influence that cash. So where's the money coming from? Where are the costs going out? What actions are you taking to make changes on that? So the marketing efforts you do, you know, you're in, you're in marketing. So there's several, um, there are probably some key numbers. How many people are visiting your website is a key number and how many people are actually downloading whatever you've got to download. So there's going to be certain bits which are non-financial, but they're still very important numbers. Um, and then within the cash itself, it's like, how much cash am I holding? There's just a key number there. <laughs> and uh, taking into account what we've, what money's coming in or um, what's your conversion rate or what's the, the profit figure or what's the, uh, what's my average earnings per hour. It would be different for every business is trying to just think of understanding your own business well enough to know what the half a dozen key numbers are that if they improve knowing what's good and what's bad is going to improve your business overall and then you can just focus on those you can create a little report and say right let's just make sure how do i generate that number each month and how's it going is it is it, is it getting better or is it going down and then you're getting giving high level information to let you know whether you go in the right direction or not and then you see if it's steering off course you can then say okay we've got an issue what do i need to do to bring it back online Okay, but it's okay. different for every business. That's the thing. It's not blanket. So it's worth understanding how things what things uh, come together. But you've got to think about your own business in detail, how it flows through, and what the key points are to be able to pull out those numbers for yourself. Okay, got it, got it. That's a really good, really precise advice. And so, uh, so moving on to the next next topic. So, uh, so when was like as you mentioned, like you saw 
other business owners who were actually losing their businesses and they had two type of emotion one who were uh, let's say like who were actually very sad and who were actually happy so like so what was the turning point or let's say at which point did you realize that you don't want to stay as insolvency practitioner and turn to like helping these people with their purpose like mm. which was the turning point yeah there was a training session i was on i'd just been promoted and they were doing a celebratory kind of team bonding exercise type thing for all the people that promoted that year and they did lots of different things but there was one class exercise and the um the person running it who uh, turned out they were a coach i'd never heard of the word coaching before and uh, he got us to do an exercise which a lot of people will be familiar with but it was new to me and what he said write down on a bit of paper all the things that are important to you your values essentially you know the things that you hold to be dear and then on another bit of paper write down the values of the company and we had a poster on the wall with the firm values written on he said not them <laughs> not the ones they've written on the wall the ones that you actually perceive and the intention behind the exercise is to see how they compare and find ways of getting them closer together and i wrote mine down and i looked at them and i thought do you know what you'd expect there to be at least one the same and they were so far apart it just made me realize oh yeah i don't actually enjoy what i do anymore and suddenly looking back at the last at this point uh, must have been about 12, 13 years, because it took me a while to get out, yeah. Uh, I realised that I never really enjoyed what I was doing. There were some times it was great, and it was a brilliant experience, and, and, and it sets you on fire at times when you're really in the zone. But it is a general whole. I wasn't enjoying it. But and but because it's a job and it's a career, you're kind of programmed as a child. Of course, you're not going to enjoy your job. You don't enjoy it. You, just go, you go to work. Work is not enjoyable. It's just like you've just got to do it to earn money. Um and and I realised that certain things I'd done were like the movie to Australia and working on the common and banks and these kind of things had actually been ways of sort of trying to get run away from it subconsciously, but without actually taking the big enough step to actually leave. And and again, when I started speaking to other people about it, I found that just about everybody else I spoke to didn't enjoy what they were doing either. It's something you just you had to do. You had to force yourself through life in order to, to retire it's a sort of crazy system and uh yeah so uh, it took a while for me to work out what i did want to do and moving understanding coaching and moving into that space and making the decision to leave but ultimately that was where it it, it shifted that was the point where i knew i had to leave yeah that's that's really like it's really great that you had that experience that uh you were able to turn your career like completely and so like most of your colleagues who were working with you like i think they are still working in the sector right not most or if not most but many were still working as infosolvency like or the jobs they're not liking or hating in a sense yeah so that's really good. I'm not just so I mean I was speaking to people in other other divisions as well it just it's just a it's very rare to find somebody being doing a, a salaried employed paid job not you know, not not an entrepreneur but someone that's just doing a, a a paid job that says I absolutely love what I do 
it's a very rare thing and people and and also society doesn't expect it to happen either it does happen you know it does exist but it's a rarity yeah so how rare it is is it so like one in a thousand or a hundred thousand yeah uh, i mean as as it probably varies across the board as well but i i spoke to uh, someone gave me a statistic that's something like uh, probably 20% maybe actually sort of kind of enjoy what they do. So that's 80% that are disengaged with work, I think the statistic was, which is a high number. And this might be in America, but um, principle stand. And it, it'll be different by culture, it'll be different by country. So there's uh, where where people are in certain standards is going to shift and there's certain needs that drive certain things and all the rest of it. But uh globally i wouldn't know what the number was yeah but, okay um, got it right it varies it varies depending on the, the location the culture or everything mm. yeah yeah so now like in the process of like from let's say your realization for realizing point to becoming a professional coach so who were the who were your biggest influencers let's say three biggest influencers in the, the process from becoming realizing to becoming actually a coach well one person who uh, okay so was a bit of a catalyst uh, a guy called John he was a um, he worked at KPMG so there was a point where I had identified that coaching was what I wanted to do and KPMG had a coaching function and they we managed to wangle it basically so that I went on secondment to HR which the coach you know human resources which the coaching function was part of and I was working with John who's the director of the for the firm uh, of, of of coaching he was the head, head of coaching for, for um, KPMG basically in the UK and we had just merged our practice with Germany and we had a number of policies which had what been inspiring it had inspired me to get into to personal development and the, the role that i'd had and so john had been helped been instrumental in making it happen in this country and germany said we want that as well it was all about making sure that the the people are looked after that the people of the, this consulting firm are treated as assets not just slaves <laughs> that get paid well you know um and so I was brought on board to be a consultant because I'd done that job. Uh, and whereas John was a person that had done the theory and I'd done the practice kind of thing. Um, but it was always done with the intention of, okay, we've got this sort of six month project, but behind the scenes, he's, we're going to work together and he's going to help me shift out of insolvency and into, uh, into coaching. So it got this point where, um, basically I, I, I saw it. I got out, I got out. I wanted to get out and I got, once well pretty much into what i wanted to get into it was just a, I had to get through a process um i had to go through what we needed to go through and then we'll, we'll start moving uh so so that was you know happy days and all the rest of it except john got cancer and died and as a consequence of that, because I'd arranged a deal with John, nobody else knew about it, and I ended up being shipped straight back to insolvency. Not long at the end of the at the end of the six month contract, and all the doors shut, and I didn't get what I wanted to do. But I I went to his funeral, and 
it, I don't know if you've ever done one of these exercises where, where people recommend that you think about your own funeral, think about what you want people to say about you. You know, imagine you're on the on your deathbed or imagine at your own service and you can, you know, what would you want people to say about you at the end of your life kind of thing? And it was kind of weird because it was almost like I was at what I saw with going on, what people say about him. It's like, well, it was inspiring, if you know what I mean. That is like people were saying this guy has changed my life this i wouldn't be where i am today if it hadn't been for what he'd done you know there was so much love for this person and and that had come through his coaching and that's what he you know, it's what he was it, it, and and the he'd changed people's lives and you're just in this space where you're sort of you, you're missing someone and there's the grief but there's also this outer body experience where you just feel yeah that's that's that feels more real. That feels like you've lived a life that means something rather than just done a job or just you know, tick some boxes. There's, there's, you've really changed people's lives. So, you know, ironically, losing John scuppered my career in that direction, but actually inspired me in other ways and opened the door for me to leave and set up my own business, essentially, because there was no career path. So very bittersweet in hindsight um but um but yeah that would certainly be one of the one of the main ones it's really sad to hear that sorry yeah yeah so uh so after him so like uh, were there any other influences in your life I think we're influenced by everybody in some way, shape or form. So it's very hard to um, really pin anything down. There's a couple of individual coaches that I've worked with and read that have, have been inspiring. And it's, it's no point going into them unless you're, unless you're a coach, it won't really be relevant. Um, but, um, you know, you, yeah, I've always been for various reasons, sort of one of those people who's kind of done everything they set themselves type of thing. You know, well, well I'll absorb with, and work with people and, and take things on and adopt, adapt and improve and that kind of thing. But I've kind of been self-reliant, um, which is not necessarily a good thing, by the way. <laughs> that's not both. That's, that could be a problem and, uh, and hold me back. Um, in some situations, it's really useful. In others, it's real hindrance. And so... Uh, so so yeah so whilst i'll pick things up from people it's very much a case of absorb stuff but then i've really processed things myself so i've been quite self-reliant so i've never really had a never had a main mentor i've never had somebody that i've followed or looked up to or said that's the person that uh, they've had not even in the family or anything like that i've never really had someone that's uh, that's been my shining light so to speak but there's there's always a few pockets bouncing around of some people but um yeah 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 that's uh, as like as you think, it's not bad to have, let's say, like learning from other people. Like that's one of the three learning processes. Mm. And yeah. I think you know, there's. I, sometimes I get a little. What's the word? Cynical, frustrated, whatever. But when I see somebody who is totally idolizing another person, I'm thinking maybe that's going a bit too far because no one person is perfect for what you need. So there'd be elements of that person. I mean, I remember, you know, 10, 15 years ago, 
if you read just about any American business book, they'll be going about how great Donald Trump is. He was like this, and he was the the person that every single management book talked about as being the the best of what he does and all that kind of thing. I suspect not so many now, um, <laughs> even though they might believe it, they won't write it. But uh, so, and this is the thing: you look at Donald Trump, and actually, there are some. You can look at some of the stuff that he's done and say, "Yeah, that's good." I get that. I understand that. There's a good, and I can take that, but I don't have to take everything else that comes with it. Flip side, you'll have somebody who's like a. I don't know. I'm going to use a. I use Gandhi as an example. Everyone looks at Gandhi as being a. Hey, all the rest of it. And there are some amazing things that he's done. Yes, take those amazing things, but there's a dark side as well. And there's some other bits that doesn't get mentioned quite so much or whatever. It's like, well, we don't need to take that. So we don't need to idolize the individual. We can find the bits that are important to us and make them relevant to us and use those or, 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 or integrate them within ourselves and make it our version of that. Um, but I think there's, there's a risk in just finding one person saying that's what you want to be because they won't be the full package. Absolutely. So yeah, as you said, like it's better to idolize the elements, not the person. Like you can yeah. have that special element that's good and we can learn from that, but not the person because no one is perfect. No one's got... And neither should anybody try to be perfect. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that one, that's fine. And uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, um, yeah that's life. Uh, yeah. It's a, it, Life's a jigsaw puzzle and it's <laughs> just picking out the bits that you need from the, the area of various different piles to, to build the picture that you want to create. Yeah, okay, that's good, that's good. Now we are moving to a very connective topic, which is like, uh, let's say, what is, like, we're talking about purpose uh, and, like, life, say, and so, like, the most connective topic is purpose. So what is purpose to you, and why is it important to have a purpose in your life? Mm. So when I was trying to work out, once I'd established the concept of business enjoyment, or and that's all it was when I first came up with it, I had, I had to sort of really work, well, what does that actually mean? What's that look like? How does it come about? And spent a long time trying to, you know, start off with a good year as just a name. <laughs> that was it. There was, there was just, yeah, okay, we've got to enjoy it. Well, that's, that's good. What does that mean? How do you do that? And... Um, I got reintroduced to a model which I'd uh, known for many years, which many people will be familiar with, which is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but um, but I've read various books as to it's a, it's a, it's a way of of, uh, of how our motivations um, are structured and and the things that drive us and give us enjoyment in life and that kind of thing. And it's a, it's used a lot as a motivation tool in or understanding people in in, uh, in all sorts of situations. And at a base level, um, you've got to, you've got to look after yourself first. You've got to know where to get, get food on the table, know, know where next meal's coming from, uh, put a roof over your head, very, very basic stuff. And then you've got to find belonging and, and, and uh, uh, be part of a community, find your tribe, that kind of thing. And then you've got to f get the sense of esteem and know that you're doing good, that you know, you're contributing to that tribe so the, these are sort of the basic levels and i recognize that these all actually map out in business as well and uh and and actually both in business terms and in personal terms so when we talk about 
Uh, I use I, the belonging bit, the find your tribe bit. Uh, on the business side of it, there's all the marketing, the avatar, the ideal client, all these sort of things. But on the flip side of it, on the personal side, there's also the the fear of rejection, the the authenticity. You've got to reveal who you are in order for your right ideal client to recognize you and come in. So there's at every level, there's this sort of business and personal. That's where the business enjoyment model kind of comes from. Um, but at the top, Maslow talks about self-actualization. And that is a phrase which most people go, what? <laughs> Don't you know what that means? And, uh, and, I, and I, so I was trying to understand what that was. And after much thinking about it, it's like, actually, the, the, this, this self-actualization, it's about, it's about having a direction, a focus, uh, something that's meaningful. And, uh, and it's a sense of purpose. Uh, why are we on this planet? Why are we doing what we do? What's the direction we're going in? And when I look back at the first book I wrote, which was, the, which was interviewing people that had gone bust and the pain and trauma that they'd gone through and how they got through it and the advice they'd give to people going through that now, is that actually I've written a lot about it now. And these people who'd lost absolutely everything realised that getting into business, you know, wasn't about the... When, when, they, when they first got in, they thought about being your own boss, having your own time, having the fast cars and the big houses and the posh suits or whatever it might be. But having lost everything, they realised that was not what it was about. And it was, and, and actually they got back up on their feet again because they found something that was important to them that drove them in, in a different way that was more meaningful. And reading a book which, again, it's a very well-known book, a lot of people know, but if you're not familiar with it, then I do recommend everybody reads it and read it many, many times. Uh, it's Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl who was a psychoanalyst that was put in the concentration camps in Germany in the Second World War. And again, him noticing how people could, that those that survived mentally were those that had something to live for. They had a meaning in life and, and it started and explores what meaning really is. So in difficulty times, this sense of purpose, this meaningful purpose is a thing that gets you through. On the flip side of it, when when you when I'm talking about those, remember I was talking about those miserable millionaires uh, that uh, that they had everything, they had all the, the the they ticked all the boxes of success. They 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 hit all the basic levels of Maslow. They felt safe. They they had the right people around them. They were doing good stuff. But they don't have a sense of purpose. That's what they're missing, and when you bring everything together and it all connects it lifts everything up so even if everything's fine if you're in a great place it's all good but there's still another 20 30 percent over and above that 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 is untapped which when you get connected with purpose just brings a whole new dimension to what you do and when you're pursuing that mission that's meaningful and purposeful to you then enjoyment and when we talk about business enjoyment it's a consequence of that because you're you're quicker into flow you're 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 doing the thing that's your life's work and enjoyment is a natural consequence of that rather than a manufactured thing um, which will never be achieved if you try looking for it so enjoyment comes a consequence of having that found that purpose okay so overall so on the on the simplest point of purpose is basically why do you exist right so like why why are you here like that's basically the like one line definition of purpose, right? Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's slightly different to what 
what is your why <laughs> or why you do what you do but it's because yeah. you'd be familiar with simon cynics um, find your why possibly uh, and that's an important element of it and uh, so the meaning's an element of it and there's a thing called ikigai you might be familiar of and those are elements of it but yeah if you not, not put it down onto uh, into one line it's what's uh, what's your what's the reason that you were put on this planet Okay, got it. Why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm getting the like, uh, I do have, like, uh, as you mentioned, the name of the pyramid or that you like. The Maslow. Yeah, Maslow. So, like, I, I'm unfamiliar with the name, but like, I do have an idea of a pyramid where, like, the top is, I guess, the purpose and and there was an another term which was, uh, I forgot. Pur- like the, there was another term with purpose, and the bot at the bottom there was like security, safety, and full full security and safety and this thing. So I think that's what Mazda is. So I know it, but I'm unfamiliar with the name. Yeah, that's yeah. It's one of those things I got taught it, Mike. My- Accountancy exams, I could have probably told you the levels, but never really thought about it. And you know, in a quiz, what are the what are the six levels of five levels of Maslow? And I could have probably just about recited them, but never really thought about it. And and the hierarchical element of it is challengeable. Sometimes we float around. I'm not too obsessed about it having to be in order because if you can get your purpose first, you can battle through everything else. Um, but um, but there's the it's when you do look at it, you think, oh yeah, makes a lot of sense, really. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a great framework just to think about things, you know, um, yeah. to explore things. Yeah. So, how can a person, per person who doesn't know his purpose, so how can he find his purpose? So- well, one of the one of the things that's uh, counterintuitive to everything I've just said (laughs) is he shouldn't force it there's a lot of pressure out there in terms of oh you must find your why you must find your purpose you must get your reason and all the rest of it and it's like oh my god I can't find my purpose I'm a failure no forget that take your time relax allow yourself to live open your mind to look for it be curious and passionate and, and, and unpeel your life and unpeel your journeys and explore, but don't try and force it, allow it to come to you because it will be there. It's just a case of discovering it. And, you know, you're a young lad, <laughs> you know, um, my, my message to you is, you know, just park that, keep your mind open for it, but go and do stuff, go and try stuff, find out what you like, find out what you don't like, make mistakes, mess up. And then every now and again, stop and look back and look at the patterns that have evolved over time and start pulling together, gather information, start working out why that was important to me. Why do I feel connected to that? What and how can I do more of that? And what might that look like going forward? And just play in that space. And 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 people talk about a lot about all purpose changes over time, particularly when we start having families and and um, and and as the family grows up and that shifts. So when we're young, families aren't important. Then we have a we get married and they are, and then the kids go away and they're less so again. And so people say it changes. And my view is that actually, no, these are just different ingredients and different perspectives of the same thing. The underlying thing is always there. We just we're just gathering information. 
Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've developed a, I hesitate to use the word definition because it's that suggests everything needs to be in place. Um, I, I, I use the term elements, but, I, but a definition of purpose, should we say, um, which picks out different uh, things. So if, if you're happy for me to share that and I'll, and this comes from my own experience and what I've done and, and touching other people, I'll, I'll run, run through it. So for me, it's a purpose with a capital P um, rather than you can find purpose in, in, uh, you know, playing a football match or whatever it might be, or a cricket match, you can, that gives me a sense of purpose, but that's a small p. So purpose, you know, why we're on this planet. Um, for, so for me, purpose is a, a meaningful mission. And when I say meaningful, this comes from the Viktor Frankl sense of basically it's for the, per, for the benefit of somebody else primarily. It doesn't stop us benefiting, but we're thinking how can we change the life of somebody else? So it's a meaningful mission that's important to you and that by that, I mean, we're not comparing to other people. We're not sort of going, oh, your, your mission's more important than mine and mine feels insignificant. It's like, if it's important to you, that's what counts. Just, you know, stuff the rest. Um, so it's a meaningful mission that's important to you that might not even be achievable. In other words, we're not actually attached to the outcome, but just moving in the direction of where we're going is, is producing results and worth doing, even if we never actually get there. World peace is, may not be achievable, but everything we can do that gets us closer towards it is going to be create a better world. Um, so meaning information that's important to you may not be achievable. Based on or around passionate, stimulating work. So obviously, you know, we're enjoying that thing at the, the centre of it. Positively driven by a deep personal why and that positive is very important so again back to those miserable millionaires there's a lot of people really really successful people who are driven by the fear of losing everything so at the heart of it there's this there's something that's triggered them off that's really given them their why and they are going to say i will never be in that place where like my dad when he lost everything or whatever it might be but it's coming from a negative place so the more that they achieve the more that they get the more money they make the more miserable they get because actually it's a negative energy that's coming from. So we've got to work on that and make that a positive uh, response. So the meaningful mission, important to you, may not be achievable based on or around passionate, stimulating work, positively driven by a deep personal why wrapped up in your own story. And that's why it's, you need to live life a little bit to start uncovering things to find out what your story is. Yeah, that's really interesting. So how can a person can turn that negative energy, like that, the, like the things that's coming from a negative side, so how can he turn that negative energy to a to positive energy? Or like, how can... Yeah, get, you got, I mean, you've got to find it first, <laughs> which is, again, kind of coming back to why, but it's... And sometimes it's using therapeutic techniques or positive reframing or... It kind of depends. So I, I had to go. I had to go through a few kind of inner child sort of conversations and stuff, where I was uh, hugging my four-year-old self and making him feel better and all the rest of it. Um, but um, it, it's taking the it's ta it's 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 finding that thing where the energy comes from, and it's that difference between running away from something, being scared of something, being uh, fearful versus 
excellent. I've got an opportunity where I can help other people. This is something that can broaden spectrum, that have a, have a more yellowy, warmy glow to it. <laughs> you know that you're in, encouraged to do something. So you need to be a, in if it's a, a towards motivation rather than an away from motivation. Then you've 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 got your, your positive energy. But yeah, normally these going means going quite deep. It's not a uh, it's not just a uh, oh I've read it in the book that's the answer <laughs> it's require yeah. and again this is this is why uh, yeah these things aren't this the, the the I go back to that point about I must find it now if you put the pressure on you won't because it, it needs to come out when it's ready you need to find these things when they're ready to be uncovered and if that comes sooner then great you know the more we're open to it the more we're looking for it fantastic but again you can't force it yeah so what process do you use like with your clients right now to actually help them find it to help them find it yeah like find their purpose or, or yeah um or let's say you can uh, turning their native energy or true positive energy like yeah yeah uh, so yeah. i mean the, the the point of that that definition is to work out well what do you think you've got what you've got what what's missing what what's not what's not energized that gives us it gives us an area to investigate so it'll be a lot of exploring over there looking at like i said everyone in terms of looking back at the patterns over life where are we making decisions and where that that our are our decisions and where are we doing things because a parent thought we should do it or society says that's the thing you ought to do and we're not actually choosing the right things what are the values what are the things that give us the joy what are the things that give us the uh, the pain what what makes us cry for positive and negative reasons uh, it's it's as again it's back to that jigsaw image it's pulling together lots of different pieces and 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 ultimately if we say if we can if we can find the things that uh, are important uh, that feel important and start building up the concepts then and then at the same time understand what the key thing is at the base that, that happened when we were four years old or whatever it was that that uh, that fundamentally shifted the way we saw the world then that's then we can target it in on that and you know, as I say whether it's some I mean, child work where you 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 pitch your younger self uh, in that vulnerable situation, but you come from the position of strength that you have now as an adult and actually have a conversation with yourself and actually find out what, because we're just bits of the brain working within each other. We, we, we're all, you know, we, we are the culmination of all our younger selves uh, and it's opening up the synapses and, and rediscovering paths that have been blocked off so that we can discover new ways of being so we're no longer trapped by the the, um, the 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 patterns that have been created from the past, which were there to, to protect us, but uh, hold us back now at the same time. So it can so sometimes in a child work, sometimes there's um, belief shifting that you can do very, through uh, um, through tapping and various things of that nature and uh, kinesiology, and there's there's lots of different ways, um, even eye movement therapy. Lots of different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other people use yeah. hypnotherapy. You know, that's uh, I'm not a hypnotherapist and NLP and these sort of things. That's not my area. But um, there's lots of different ways of uh, of reshaping. But it's it's um, find it first and then then look for the process. Okay. That's it. That's it. Cool. Uh, so now, uh, so I have one question that I always ask. So we're almost at the end, yeah. So like, what is learning and education to you? 
education, I think, is learning how to learn. So when I think of what I learned at school and at university and all the various things, really what I was doing was building the mental strength and the disciplines in order to learn what I wanted to learn. <laughs> uh, very little knowledge from school still sits in my head. It's almost, you know, it's, it's almost irrelevant, most of the stuff, but the techniques of learning are there. Uh, learning itself is finding the things that are relevant and useful to you and understanding them to the point where you can actually make use of them and then do that thing. If, if we know something, we understand something, but we're not doing that thing, then we haven't really learned it. We're not living that life. I know it's, yeah, that's, you know, if you asked me to recite the capitals of the world, I was able to do it okay that's that's rote learning that's that's factual learning but in terms of for me as a as an entrepreneur as someone that's integrating into their life it's like if i learn something and i and i live that then then i have learned it and the education allows me to be able to learn faster and quicker okay so did you learn how to learn on on schools like through school or colleges let's say yeah, uh, and as as I got higher and higher and went through different things, like new techniques came up and new ways, and and you start absorbing it. I, I think the last yeah, yeah. set of formal exams I did, which were the insolvency exams, I learned ways of learning which would have been really useful twenty years ago, <laughs> um, and using mind maps and visuals and imagery and that kind of stuff to 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 retain information. But you know that concept of going away doing some research looking around it picking bits out formulating a response putting it in a way something forward in a logical way understanding the the, the detail not taking stuff on face value all these things that uh i think are very relevant now when we get all the fake news going on and the stuff that just flies by on social media and the ability to challenge you know let's not just accept everything on face value and um because if you can, it's being told something, it can sit in front of your eyes and your conscious memory can recite it. But it, as I say, it doesn't sit inside. If you can challenge it and work it out and understand the mechanics of how this thing came about and explain it to A, yourself and B, to someone other than you, then you, you're starting to integrate it. And you know, knowing that you know, Dakar's the capital of Bangladesh or whatever it might be. Or do I know how it became the capital? Do I know how Bangladesh was formed? Do I know how all about the partition of, of India? Do I know how that happened? Do I know how Britain uh, got in there and the Mughals and how far do I go back? Do I understand how this thing is built up from a whole history of stuff? And that's more important than just knowing the capital. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, certainly does. Yeah, that's a good broad way of education and learning yeah so now uh, why did you decide to write more than just money the book yeah so um so the the the, the let me just i will touch on uh, my mission in life is to uh change the way that success is measured in business that's that's the thing i'm trying to achieve having seen what happens and you know when you just focus on um, making money, 
which is the um, the current measure of success in business, then I've seen what happens. I've seen what happens when when people can be really successful and be very miserable at the same time, and 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 the pressure of not having enough money and all this kind of stuff. I'm all in favour of money. I don't have an issue making money. All big thumbs up to money, but it's <laughs> when we just focus on that that that's the problem. And you know, I, I'm, I'm, all the various things I do, the breathing spaces you mentioned at the, at the, at the beginning is a community of people who, who are all on the same page. And I'm, I'm, I've got, you know, many, many things that I'm trying to do, which all sort of gear towards that. And part of that is spreading the message. Part of that is this is why we need to shift what we're doing. This is why we need to change what we're doing. And I, I had a regional idea for a book, which I've mapped out, and uh, which is going to be... Um, uh, the secret of uh, the secret of business enjoyment and the meaning of life is the, the working title, and that ended up being huge. <laughs> I start, started working on it. It's like this is going to take me a long time, and I need more data from the people I'm working with and whatever. So I, I decided let's just bring a summarised version in, just get the basic concepts across. And if anybody's interested in exploring that further or taking it further, then then you know that's that's they, they can. There's ways that they can do that. And um, and so that's what more than just money about. It's there for the people. I, I, it's available on Amazon. People can buy it, but that's just a mechanism for buying it. I've made it available for people for free um, because it's 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 my message. It's my mission. Okay. Uh, and, no. and it talks, you know, it talks through the business enjoyment model, which we've lightly touched on, and importance of purpose, and and um, and also how you can use that model to. Uh, to, to brainstorm and actually overcome or find a solution to pretty much any problem you've got. Um, so there's, there's lots of applications with it as well, so. Okay, yeah, that's good. So like, uh, like uh, the book that, that's taken, another book that you mentioned, so are you still writing it now? More than just money is, is, is done. No, the purpose that the, the um, doesn't contain the the elements of purpose. That's something that's evolved separately, and, and uh, there are plans to. I've got a, an outline for for a version of that as well, a book version of that. Uh, I do run a program on people helping helping people find their purpose, and um, and that will inform it as well. But um, but that, that's not been released. The the book around purpose hasn't been released yet. Um, or written yet, <laughs> it's only sketched out. But more than just money uh, was uh, completed last year, a couple of years ago. Lose track when she, you know, one year of lockdown, you lose all track of time, don't you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> relatively recently, uh, and uh, and yeah, and it's uh, it's available to anybody if they just go onto my website. They can just uh, download it. So, where, or, or what's your website? Uh, www.businessenjoyment.com to businessenjoyment.com the pop-up will appear yes you have to put your email address in oh my god I'll have your details <laughs> um, but you get I send like a, a bulletin out every couple of weeks just as update things but you, there's there's four attached emails that come with the, anybody that downloads the book which is basically a uh, there are mainly three resources um, a copy of my business sheet business cheat sheet which i refer to in the book which is uh, everything you need to know about business on one side of a4 uh you get an invite to the uh, um, facebook group i run uh tell you about my podcast which is uh, uh which is interviews with people about what what their purpose and their drive is um and then an invitation if interested to to talk about the breathing spaces that i run 
uh, if that's uh, that's something of interest and if it fits in because they are now that they are um, accessed by invitation only so um, it's not readily available in the shops so to speak to come to a breathing space it's uh, for those people that are interested but it's uh, they're, they're not not expensive so um, it's better say about building that community of, uh, of people that uh, want to work on themselves uh, if you understand yourself you can understand your business better and uh, if you're in that position you also want to help other people with their understanding so they can understand their business so that's everybody helping each other that collaborative approach okay that's that's a really good community to be a part of uh now so like what would you say like your vision in life is like let's say five years from now what do you see yourself five or ten years i'm want to create well first off business enjoyment i want every the ideal is for every business owner to realize that enjoyment is an option that they can follow they don't have to choose it but as long as they're aware and I want to create a place where people can come, those that do want to follow it can come to, where they will get everything they need in terms of business and personal development, because both are just as important as each other, uh, um, in order to be able to create a successful business, but allow them to enjoy life and the journey at the same time. But my vision is a, um, a, I call it a website, but it's going to be more than that. It's more like a computer game, <laughs> but, uh, or, or, or you know, more point and clicky and 3D and maybe even visual headsets eventually, whatever that kind of thing. But you, you know, whether you've been or not, but you, I'm trying to think of an example, like um, Disney, Disney World or something or, or whatever. You, you walk into this central plaza with all the, all the exciting things around you or even a shopping center, whatever, but you have this central plaza. So you imagine walking into here. And there's going to be a, a, a route map and uh, where to go kind of thing uh, from. But on the left, you're going to have a bookshop. And in that bookshop will be all the books you need to be able to help you. Then there's going to be a video store where you have all the, the videos and the YouTube videos. There'll be a theatre where people are giving presentations. There'll be a first aid centre for anybody that needs urgent help. There'll be a cafe where people will network and meet and discuss and talk things. There'll be and so all these different things going on and behind them will all be the different programmes and stuff that will be a lot of it done by other people, not just by me. Um, but we can create roadmaps, we can create uh, whatever it is. And so people come in and get what they need there. And um, and as part of that, as part of being a member of that sort of society, it will also be a, um, we'll create a new stock exchange. And um, instead of the FT index or the, 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 the Nikkei or whatever it might be, or, or Wall Street, that is all based on profits and whatever, we'll create a new way of measuring the value and the worth of a business which is going to be based on the good that they do the 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 team spirit that they've got the and the money they make we part of it but the, all the things that come out of business enjoyment and a new way of measuring what's what's important and we'll have this television screen one there instead of just the the, the ft100 or whatever it is we'll you can see the good that you're doing and we'll, we can we can measure success by a different way and okay. we'll create a new way of uh, create a new way of looking at businesses Okay, yeah, that's that's a really good vision. So I, I, I'm a few days ago, not a few days ago, I think a few months ago, I attended an online event uh, where there was like I'm not sure, like it's it was called maybe Purple World, uh, where you, when you create an account, you get 
like a person in the place and you can roam around and there are different places where you network uh, and there are different I don't think there is a library or anything. Like it's not as advanced as you mentioned, but is you can roam around. There are other places who can, other people who come here, and you can talk with other people. There is a mic. Uh, it's called Purple World, as I as I remember. Like it's like they're working on it or working on this thing, uh, like uh, on the technology that is, that you mentioned. Uh, so it's not all as advanced as you mentioned, but it there it is a good it's head start. So you can oh, look, look. Yeah, yeah you can um, your have question, a look. Your, your question was five, ten years in the future, so you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not yeah. There now, so, yeah, so yeah, people are working on these things, and it's it's achievable. And you know, I'm, I'm thinking of a, a you know a networking event where we've got our. VR headsets on and seeing people in 3D and and you can you can be in a room with people like you would be at a networking event but you could be from the other side of the country doing that kind of thing and and walk up to an open two and tap somebody in the shoulder and say can I come in and they'll go no I'm a bit busy at the moment or whatever it might be <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, you're you gonna have the full body like I think like in 10 years you are gonna have like a full body suit where you, you just wear it and you can create your online profile or like the whole avatar and you're gonna like roam around with like you're Absolutely. in the home like i'm in bangladesh right now and i'm just walking with you in a room uh, in, in us or in an event or let's say in china let's say okay so we're yeah. not 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 in the place and we're in an event and you're talking and, and in their profile yeah. will come up you can you can see them you can click on their profile come up you see who they are what yeah. they do and you can send a little message to the equivalent of tapping. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That will happen. That will, it will happen. I mean, it yeah. just will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the future is really cool. If I stay alive, yeah, I will. I hope I will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think that that was also any last last word that you want to share? I think I, just to to pull together, the, I just think it's a it's in the book, but it's it's worth remembering. As I said, the thing about purpose is uh, is, is a meaningful mission. You know, it's it's not just about what can I get out of this; is what can I do for other people. And as I said, no harm in you benefiting out of helping others, but it's it's primarily for that motive. And it's just a wrap up with the actual definition of enjoyment because the phrase enjoy has shifted over the years and it um it now means enjoy, if i enjoy something then i have got joy from an event you know i feel joy but it actually comes from french and it comes from french which is en joie and um it's it's like another word which is encourage encourage and if you're encouraging somebody encourage you're giving courage to that person and that's what enjoyment actually means it en joie actually means to give joy to others and that's where purpose comes from and if you can go out and set somebody else's world on fire and make them excited and and change their world then your business is going to do well and you'll you'll enjoy it at the same time yeah that, that's really cool that really really awesome and yeah so now where can our listeners find you listeners or the people who are also watching on the video as well so where they where they can find you online and offline uh yeah so as mentioned before there's the website which is businessenjoyment.com um on linkedin and it's andrew miller's not the rarest name on the planet so 
um, stick business enjoyment on as well, and that'll come up. Um, I've got my own podcast, which is called The Tingle Zone, and The Tingle represents that sort of that buzz, that purpose, that excitement that you get. Um, my strap line is I want you to enjoy your business so much it makes your bits tingle and the book explains why um, what bits actually means and um, yeah so so go on to the um, what else my books are all on Amazon if you want to read any of those uh, I'm often going to Andrew R. Miller because there's an actual proper author <laughs> you know <laughs> fiction author that's won Whitbread prizes called Andrew Miller uh so I distinguish myself by putting my R in my middle of the name but uh, but the, the, you can link them all on my website so go to the website businessenjoyment.com you if you hunt around you find links to everything on there anyway and yeah. download the book all good yeah okay so I'll I'll add all the links uh, uh, with the buyer and the description or the description as well and yeah, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. It's been uh, fun talking to you. And uh, uh, yeah, I hope you. Uh, hope, hope you've. As I say, don't rush out. Don't feel uh, to under pressure to find your purpose. Just go out and have fun. Explore. Make mistakes. Find good things and uncover it as you develop. Yeah. And 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 make sure you enjoy your journey. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to. I, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's how I end the podcast. And I'm sure listeners found, found this valuable. And yeah, and bye to the listeners. And the watchers. Thank you.